Don't worry about me. Talkback matters from the Salvos. As we approach World Youth Day for another year, I think about a young man who at the age of 12 was faced with something virtually none of us would have been faced with when we were 12, let alone in our adulthood, when we think we've got problems. Abdi was born in Mogadishu in Somalia, and when he was 12, he and a bunch of other boys were captured by militia, and the militia brought out the guns to execute them all. And Abdi is still here to tell us about those days and what it was like up until he was 12. Well, the memories I have were playing soccer and uh, making uh, a little toys uh, cast for myself and with my friends. And I also remember, you know, having my mum and dad there and having my sister and, um, you know, uh, neighbours around. And we used to play, um, you know, together. And I had best friend, next door neighbour. At the end of 1990, Somalia became embroiled in civil war. Um, where were you at the time? What were you doing? Uh, you must have very distinct memories. Oh, yes. Um, um, I was playing soccer that afternoon, although uh, days before we used to listen to the radio, you know, that is a a malicious, uh, you know, who says, who um, wanted to throw the government was coming through Mogadishu. We heard that, but we didn't take it very seriously. But I was playing the soccer and... um, one of the afternoons, and um, we, while we were playing the soccer, I heard a lot of bang, and uh, it was a bit scary, but we still didn't think it was huge till a few minutes later, people saying, oh, um, yeah, we can hear guns, and the militias came in. So I went back to rushing our house, um, and then I've seen some damage to the house. Really? So And then, yeah, and when we saw the damage, um, it was pretty scary. The first thing I thought was, finding my sister and my family, so and I couldn't find all of them there, so I'd run around, and all the street, it was just chaos and dust and everyone running, and it was one of the scariest things I, I remember from Somali war, because you feel sick and um, you just emotionally, um, I can't even describe. Did you find them? No, I didn't. Um, I, I went to... Um, uh, Next, one of the lady next door said to me, "Oh, Abdi, I can't see your family too. So you, I, I know your face." She said, "Oh, and I can't find your family. So come with me for now." And she had about five kids with her for her on, and, and I went with her there. And it's getting dark at night time, so you know we went to um, a small town uh, outside Mogadishu uh, for the night, and then in the morning we got back, and still no sign. And um, my family. So. And so, where did you go from that point? Where you were with that um, lady from next door? Well, we went to from Somalia, uh, from Mogadishu. We start walking towards um, Kenya, basically. And you walked there. Yeah, we did. It took us uh, under four months. Four months. Yeah, it took us long, and and you know sometimes you try to catch cars, but because the, also the government was taking that route to to escape. I think that was the biggest. That the, the biggest problem we had, a lot of people didn't make it, they died. So, and they were trying to, um, government was running, trying to stop people leaving the country. And um, it just happened to be, um, I was that same route that they were going. How did you survive during that four months? Well, um, it's one of the, uh, I, quit, I asked my, myself that, I'm mean, so lucky to, to leave uh, we uh, we were a group of us, and we thought it was over 300 people, and 
by the time we get to the end of the across uh, the border, um, was we were only five of us around. You're kidding. And the other people, yeah, other people didn't um, basically make it because when someone say to you, uh, "Look, I can't walk anymore." It means that they're not going to leave. So, and that was the deal. So, if someone can't walk, they just have to keep going. Really? Yeah. Well, when when we come to small towns, often what happens is um, uh, people try to uh, help you, and but again, um, everyone's scared about the government um, try to stop people leaving, and the government start becoming violent because violent because of um, you know they thought people are leaving the country. How did you end up facing a firing squad? Oh, I mean, the, every time the the small when you come to small towns, there's always the, the you know the police and the, the armies there try to stop. As I said, people fleeing. Um, one time, well, they ask you what tribe are you, and if um, that's in the end, it became a tribal. But um, yeah, well, they stopped us, and um, and, and because we were boys, um, you know, young boys, and they stopped us and tried to. Um, um, said what to your tribe and I, I actually said uh, the one I escaped it a few times saying you, their tribe because I knew the accents you know I knew I'm born in Mogadishu and I can read and write and I'm, I'm educated enough in my own age but um, I worked it at what the, the way they speak to me I would speak back to them and then I but one stage they said I should he's not our tribe because we can't recognize you know um, the name his name so and they they Put us down and they put you in a line or something or what happened? Oh, we were we were lying on the ground. It wasn't line up. It was uh, the same thing. You, they made you lie on the ground. Yeah. And uh, then, then what? They, and they start shooting. Um, uh, they got these vehicles where it's a, it's a land cruises where they took the top off and it becomes a and they got a guns on top of that and they start shooting. Um, uh, to us, we were about I can't remember the numbers. It could be un eight of us boys and similar ages and they start shooting us and um, lucky I, I didn't get hit but obviously no one woke up and I had to run after maybe 15-20 minutes lying there. They missed you and you what pretended that you had been hit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have to, um, oh, you close your eyes and you think, oh, there's no way you'd leave this. But um, And I had to check my body if I got hit because I've never been never been hit the bullet before so I didn't know what's like it could be no pain but lucky you know how old were you this is I was 12 going 13 12 don't worry about me part two of Abdi's story next week including his search to see if his family was still alive To keep us in perspective, in the ancient scriptures, it says, Don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day will bring forth. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show. Let's say that our little show is over and so the story.